The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Um, I am here for my interview for Beach State University. Um, are you the bean? <laughs> that's, that's Detective Bean to you. Oh no! I mean, I'm go- trying to attend detective school. I thought you were a detective babysitter. I thought that was the whole purpose. Of That's your whole my training. Work. That's my training. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to be part of the Beach State University crew. I'm going to um, pledge Omicron. <laughs> no, oh, triggered. Um, you know what I have a question about that I just thought of right now? So they live in Philadelphia, right? And they were driving yeah. to Beach State. Where the mm-hmm. fuck are they driving to? What what college has like a beach all year round that isn't in like Florida, California? Like I think that my guess is like maybe they drove to like South Carolina or something. That's still like a decently far drive. Yeah, I know. Beach State's okay. really far away. It's worth it though, because you got, you know the sororities you have uh what was her name mrs blutman 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 um, yeah she's the house there. mom she's yeah. very active with cleaning up that house let me tell you yeah Painting i mean in the middle of the- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding me oh my gosh um so yeah we're here talking the season finale of boy meets world season four um, if you had asked me what the season finale of season four of Boy Meets World was, I would not have said it was Sean, Corey, and Eric on a road trip to some rando college named Beach State. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think this is one of the more memorable episodes, but here we are. Um, I wouldn't have remembered it. This is like probably our least memorable um, season finale that for we've had. sure and the thing that bothers me most is like there's no mention of mr turner <laughs> he nearly freaking dies in the last episode and you're just gonna pretend that that never happened the audacity of the I writers know, it's really irritating it's really really bad and the fact that like even sean's in like a good mood it's kind of 
Yeah. It's just really, really strange what they decided to do here. Yeah, it's it's very off. Um, but let's let's dive in. Um, we find out Eric is going to college for an interview. Um, he got like a letter from Beach State, um, from the Bean of Admission. The Bean of Admissions. <laughs> the joke shouldn't have cracked me up in the way it did, but something about the Bean of Admissions is very funny. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and even like the, the Matthews are very like skeptical, like Amy and Alan are like, I don't know about this. This bean doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, he's like really not sure about it. Like the, the, like the letter had a lot of typos in mm-hmm. it. It seems really suspicious. Um, so <laughs> Eric says it's a really difficult school to get into and they just don't let anybody in, but they are bringing, Corey and Sean for a visit because they're juniors now. Um, they're about to be seniors, so it's time right. for them to start visiting colleges. Right. So they're going with Eric to Beach State. Now, apparently, Topanga is also going. And Amy and Alan want to make sure, you know, the sleeping arrangements are secure. Like, okay, if you're letting them go off on a weekend together at some rando college there's absolutely no way they're listening to your sleeping arrangements Amy no and no and honestly like what do they even expect because if Topanga isn't with Corey then is she going to be with Eric is she going to be with Sean like there's not exactly. another girl for him to like group in on and I don't so understand no the sleeping arrangements to begin with because it seems like they snuck into a sorority house so like were they lying and saying they were getting a hotel? Like, none of this really makes sense. But also, they're like, make sure you bring your sleeping bags because every hotel you need sleeping bags for. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, this really makes no sense, especially because we find out later, like, the person that Eric knows at this college is a woman. It's not It's not a man. So, like. Yeah, I don't really know what their plans were. Like, were they trying to camp out on the beach? Like, who knows? Yeah, but, uh, it very is, strange. It, it truly doesn't make any sense. But Corey likes the fact that they, his parents think that getting with Topanga is a possibility. Yes. Yeah. He's like, ooh, you think I'm dangerous? Well, then. Yeah. He's, he's all about this. Um, yeah. We get like a very cute Feeny Eric conversation. Where Feeny, Feeny has so much stock in Eric Matthews. He does. It is, it is, it is too much. And where did just... we reach the point? Because I would say beginning of the show, it was like Feeny is all about Corey. Corey right? obsessed with. Corey. Was it like season three where we saw that shift? Definitely, absolutely. Okay. I think that like the. Season three is when the Feeny um, Eric dynamic really started warming up. Um, And now we see like Feeny calling like Eric his best friend and vice versa. It's like, yes, what's happening? Yeah, it's been a slow build like over a few seasons, which I've enjoyed. Yeah, Um, Uh, Feeny wants um, Eric to give Penbrook a real consideration mm-hmm. but Eric feels like he's not Penbrook material so like what's even the point like they have fancy buildings they have smart people but um, Feeney like really wants him to go for that interview yeah yeah he says it'll be a challenge but you'll have an education that means something yeah, versus beach, beach state beach state seems like a, a, a sure thing like he feels like he's 100% like on lock getting into Beach State. Uh, that's because everybody gets into Beach State. <laughs> I mean, they I let anybody even, in there. Even I would have been able to get into Beach State back when I was uh, a senior in high school. <laughs> so, um, so then we get they're all kind of like packing up, whatever, getting ready to go. And Topanka walks in and she's not ha- she has some luggage, she doesn't have anything, and she says she isn't going. Her aunt won't let her go unsupervised. Which, and again, here's the thing. I didn't remember what the actual situation was in this episode. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, fuck yeah, of course not. It it isn't proper. It it tracks. Um, I mean, you got to remember that they're not even seniors yet. They're definitely not 18. They're 16 at this point. So yeah, I think that like 
not to be like an old fuddy-duddy, but yeah, like I think the 16-year-old probably shouldn't be going off on a weekend trip with their girlfriend, of, yeah. like unsupervised. Would, I mean, would your parents have allowed this when you were uh, their age? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Really? I mean, like, my I parents think, never would I have. think I would have been able to have a sleepover with a guy, but they would have had to sleep downstairs. That was the whole thing. Like, so when they I would have started, said, like, you could come over, but you have to sleep. In a in yeah. the basement or whatever. When I first started dating Drew, um, that was the role. Like he, we had, like he came over for New Year's and we had like a sleepover for New Year's, and then he had to sleep downstairs. And I, I think that's upstairs. fair. I think that's fair. I think in this situation, though, they're going to like a whole other location where there's no watching over them. And yeah. I think at the very least, at the very least, I think what you need to say is use protection <laughs> like but I yeah. think there needs to be some form of that in your conversation be careful be safe you know because mm-hmm. like I'm sorry if you're letting them go unsupervised which whatever you know their parents were not um yeah. then like but at when least I was 17 I went to Vermont <gasps> oh my gosh that was the 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 bean sack my- guy the what? Oh, oh my God, Jessica. Okay, so I don't like know back what in called. the day, inflatables, okay, inflatables. okay, okay. And back in the day, bad. I played this game called Habo Hotel, yes. and I had a online boyfriend, and we met in person. And I was seventeen when we met in person, and there was two times when I went up to Vermont to be with him, and I was seventeen. There's no way my parents would would let that happen at seventeen. Yeah, no, like no I went chance. like on an Amtrak. And without your parents, train, without my parents, and, and met a stranger on the internet. I mean, now it's not so crazy, but back then well, it was wild. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that he came to me first, and like me and my mom like picked him up and like brought him back to my house. This story doesn't get any more believable the more times I hear it. To be honest, like every, like <laughs> the more de- in detail I go about these experiences, the crazier they get. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I, I fully believed that Topanga's aunt was like, no, you're not going. As we've met her, like, it seems like something she would do. Um, and Corey's very upset. And he, oh, and he then, has a big stick up his ass about this. He does. And he's like, why won't you fight for this? Like, I thought that you wanted to spend the weekend together. He's yeah. Like, I thought we were going to, like, have a good time. And she's like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, she, my aunt won't let me go. And he's just being a fucking asshole. Yeah, because she knows what he's saying. She can read between the lines and she's like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, why are you so upset? What did you think was going to happen? He's like, well, there was the beach, the moon, there's me, there's you. And he says this to her, which I think makes him a huge dick. He says, why doesn't this mean as much to you as it does to me? That is such a mean thing to say, especially in the world where it actually is Topanga's aunt saying she can't go to then have him say, why doesn't this mean as much? I'm sorry. You don't know what is happening in Topanga's head. You don't know her feelings like you can't don't say that to her. It's very rude. Yeah. In court, like I said, in Corey's perspective, she's just not fighting hard enough to go on this vacation. It's quite ridiculous. And I don't know, like Corey's literally just acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, Sean's not bothered by this because now he can bring his lounge chair. He's like beach chairs. (laughs) Great. Um, He's excited. Yeah. 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 So then we show up at this location um, it is a sorority house, mm-hmm. and this girl um, sneaks in Eric, Sean, and Corey, um, and they, like, get hidden in the closet. And then we meet Mrs. Blutman. My favorite is, character of this episode. <laughs> she's the house mom. Do you know what a house mom is for a sorority? Um, Like, vaguely, I've seen, I mean, I know you're very big on, like, college television and, like, the whole sorority fraternity situation. And Greek life. Yes, Greek life. Um, I understand that, like, there is an adult that supervises sororities and fraternities. And that is, like, the extent of my knowledge. I I mean, I don't know if fraternities have them, but yeah, like. Well, why would one have them and not the other? (laughs) Because. That's upsetting. (laughs) Be, because for obvious reasons, misogyny. Like, because of misogyny. That's all I Yeah, because of the hear. patriarchy. Fuck the 
patriarchy is what I have to say. So, yeah. So, like, typically, like, women have, like, their sorority houses and there's, like, a house mom. And usually it's either, it could be, like, a couple of different things. Like, it could be, like, an alumni member of the sorority. Okay. Um, so it could be that. Or it could just be, like, an elderly woman. And it's, like, somebody, it's kind of like a TA. Like, you can, like, go to her, okay. get advice. But she also, like, does, like, pick up around the house or, like, paints the walls. The holidays. I don't think she pays for the holidays, but she would hire somebody to paint the walls. Like, okay. she's kind of, like, the house manager. Now, my question is, are all of them German? Because if not, no. then I want no part of any of it. Because my no. favorite is Mrs. Blutman being like, boy dirt, not on my watch. No boy dirt. <laughs> yeah, so Mrs. Blutman <laughs> hates boys. Like Especially boys, boy dirt. Boy dirt. So, like, that's another thing. Like, it is really, really improper for boys to be in the sorority house. Like, there's never going to be a party at a sorority house ever. Fraternity houses can have boy girl parties. This is the ex. This is so much misogyny and patriarchy. As well as zero alcohol in sorority houses, while fraternity houses can have alcohol. This is nonsense. This is upsetting. This is reminding me of Harry Potter when we find out that the girls can go up into the the boys like common room like dorm rooms, but then if the boys try to go up the girls dorm rooms, the stairs turn into a oh, slide yeah, and they slide yeah. back down. Yeah, it's literally the same thing, and it's very upsetting. You know what? Why don't we just trust women? Why don't we just do that for once? Mm-hmm. Why don't we ever just do that? Well, yeah, I mean, like it's really about like you know proper proper chaste. Isn't that the oh, word I'm of the week? Such a chaste. chaste woman, not an ice whore. um so essentially yes like that's kind of the rules of the sorority house you can't have boys and mrs blutman takes this rule very seriously so that's Mm -hmm. why this girlfriend um of eric's has to sneak them in um so and she distracts them by saying like i don't want to like be a narc but the pledges do you know what a pledge is a pledge? Yeah, that's like when you're trying to get into the the fraternity or the sorority, but and you're like not in yet and you get you're like initiated. Hazed. <laughs> I mean, hazing's not real. <coughs> hazing is real. I've it's seen it on real. so many TV shows. It's not real. I believe Um so the pledge is tracked in dirt. Um and I think they have boys. So yeah, boy dirt. Boy dirt is terrible. Yeah. Um, so we find out we meet Julie, who apparently Eric knows because she went to John Adams High. Um, her roommate is Mary Beth, who's a neat freak. She says she's with her boyfriend, who's quarterback of the football team. Um, and then we get uh, Mary Beth walking in and she immediately goes to rat out Corey and Sean. Um, and she's like, Mrs. Blutman, there are boys in here. Um, and we find out that she's just broken up with her boyfriend, um and uh and Corey being the sensitive soul that he is is very consoling and very nice to Mary Beth and she's just like you're a sensitive guy here's the thing here's mm-hmm. the thing friends a Mary Beth sucks b when when would a college woman who's dating the quarterback of the football team be interested in a high school boy yeah, I, Mary Beth, I feel like she's a sophomore. They, uh, Corey is a junior. I think that he would just be, like, too much of a baby for Mary Beth. Like, I, unless Mary Beth, like, just wants to try to get, like, revenge on the quarterback boyfriend. I don't know. But Ugh. she is very forward. And she's, like, aggressive. She's, like, a sexual predator. Like, yeah. leave Corey alone. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Sean is like reliving this like deja vu dream of his and he's like repeating everything. <laughs> it's so. honestly one of the only funny points in this episode. He's Sean like, keeps he's saying like, oh, this was in my dream. <laughs> this was in my dream. And like he like says lines at the same time as the other people. Yeah, it's and, very funny. Yeah. Um, so basically what we get into this position where Sean leaves the room, which this is bad. They need to have a buddy system. They They are not allowed to leave each other. But Sean leaves and Corey is in this position where he 
can't leave the room because Mrs. Blutman's there. But then he doesn't want to stay into the room because Mary Beth is trying to jump on him. Yeah, she's just like seducing or attempting to seduce him. Um, And it's just like it's so much. She's like lighting candles. Um, she comes Changing. out wearing a jersey and only a jersey. And the only the only thing I was thinking is, is this her ex's jersey? A hundred and ten percent. So that what just a makes fucking me think weirdo. it's revenge. It's just revenge for sex. revenge. Yeah, it's revenge yeah. sex. That's what it is. Yeah. So uh, it's just like it's it's really uncomfortable. And like once again, it's like we kind of get into this position where it's like Corey's been in this spot before and this is probably like the third time that we've seen him in a why are all these situation. women throwing themselves at Corey? Well, i don't know i don't know about that but then once again it's like why does Corey get himself into the same situation over and over again the first think, time is forgivable the second time kind of stinks the third time might not be forgivable like like he should not be in a room alone with a girl he should no. jump out the window i, don't I think know. the problem is like i have I think it's hard to say like he's a victim here like Mary Beth is throwing like she's touching him he doesn't want to be touched like she's pushing herself on him in a way that is like extremely uncomfortable and Corey feels trapped because he can't leave because Mrs. Blutman is right outside the door and he basically doesn't want to get Sean and Eric and himself thrown out of here but at the same time at a certain point in time I feel like that's what you have to do right you have to just be like all right yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it because she's making him so uncomfortable yeah and I I think like he does he tells her to stop many times and she she doesn't you know what's he gonna do push her you know what I mean like he doesn't want to get himself into that situation so I think it's like a really tough call for him um but it's extremely uncomfortable I just feel like he's done this like three times already this has happened to him many times Yeah, yeah I just yeah and it seems like he's like the only thing I would say is like he he could be a little bit more like no don't do that you know what I mean very direct but at the mm-hmm. same time he's still a victim so I don't want to like you know say he should have done this yeah. or should have done that um but yeah so meanwhile we get Eric um off with um what what the heck is her Julie face? Julie um like and they're like walking around there's this big party people are just making out I this always kills me is, do the people really do this they just like make out on couches in front of a room full of people it's like at so parties much. at parties of course Disgusting. but not not in the rec room yeah it was gross um and Eric is like oh so where does the learning happen and they're like the answer is like it pretty much doesn't like there's a wall yeah no like the they're I mean like at the school they're very into water sports water skiing mm-hmm. snorkeling yes yeah, so this um, has to be south right like otherwise it doesn't make sense uh yeah no it's definitely in the south I don't yeah. like I don't know it kind of reminds me of the University of Miami or something it's like a yeah. party school so then we get, um, yeah, he wants to know where the learning is and it's not happening. And she's kind of like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, we worked really hard at John Adams. Like, let's just like, we have four more years of school. Like, let's end college. Like, mm-hmm. let's just have like a good time. And Eric's like, I've been in the real world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm here because I want to learn. Yeah. He's like, I've, I've been there. It was very difficult. He basically wants to, I mean, we know that at this point, like, Feeney has incepted himself into Eric's brain. Like, Eric has learned, like, it's tough out in the real world. He's going to waste away four years here and then be completely unprepared for the real world. Um, yeah. And he's he's unimpressed with Beach State. No, yeah, he's, it would be easy for him to go to Beach State, but he's yes. starting to realize that maybe it's just not exactly the college experience he really wants. Right. Jewel, no, Mary Beth is throwing all of her ex's things out the window, like the CDs, the television. I want to know what story they live on for other reasons as well that we'll get into later. Like second, third, it's just a second. Um, yeah, she's a bit, she's wilding out. Um, (laughs) she's wilding out. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah. So then Corey, um, he goes to call Topanga and her aunt picks up and he finds out that Topanga never told her aunt about this trip. And Corey is devastated. He's like, she lied to me. Why did she lie to me? Um, he throws her phone out the window 
Um, and then Mary Beth does something even more confusing. And this is the point where I will say Corey could have made a swift exit. Mary Beth is like, I'm going to like attempt to make out with you and then I'm going to go take a shower. But you stay right here. And it's like, Corey, you could have just like just skedaddle at that point, you know, scoot yeah. boot out yeah. the door. The, I mean, like, this is kind of, like, the part where I'm, like, okay, so he's really upset at Topanga, and a part of him is, like, why would she lie to me? Like, obviously, she doesn't like me or, like, whatever he's really thinking about, and he's hurt, and so it's, like, this is where I feel like he gets into, like, a very, like, submissive situation where it's, like, he stays while she takes a shower, he sits on the bed and gets like on in like a bed situation like because when she comes back like he she they're on the bed and they're like nearly making out it's a really bad spot like she pushes him like so he's laying on the bed but even still it's it's not a good spot to be in um and and also I love the line of Corey saying I'm on the wrestling team and I want it to be like oh wait still this is still a thing that's happening Definitely not. Like, you were on the wrestling team for, like, a day. Maybe that was his point. Maybe he was lying about it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, and then Eric walks in, and Eric is, like, hardcore judging. Like, he is just, like, yeah. like, and I, okay, here's the thing. Like, I appreciate the brother talk here. Like, I think... Eric has learned something and he's trying to impart some wisdom on, on Corey. And he says, tomorrow, Mary Beth will be gone. And so will 16 years of your relationship that's actually worth waiting for. And I yep. was like, you know what? Props to Eric for like talking some sense into Corey when he needs needs to hear it. Absolutely. I think that he really is just like, you know what? You can you're away from home. You can do whatever you want. But it's not something that you're even going to want to do. Like, it's it's not worth it. Um, and right. he's basically saying, like, you can take, like, the easy way out and go, like, lean into your desires. Or you can, like, stand your ground and, like, do the hard thing. Um, that's not an innuendo. Um <laughs> So, but he, and he's talking about himself. Like, he's talking about, like, I could go to Beach State and take the easy way out. But there's going to be opportunities, better opportunities for me that are more challenging. So Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, he says, sometimes it's hard to walk away because you deserve better. Mm -hmm. Um, And Corey then turns it around and he says, you deserve better than this place to Eric. And I think we've been building to this right Corey Mm -hmm. says you'll enjoy this place for like a day and then that's it and I think we've been building to this we've been building Eric's confidence for as much as like this season hasn't been exactly what I thought it would be um I do think we've had significant character growth for Eric because yes he has gone from somebody who didn't get into college after basically cramming as much as he could towards the end of his high school career. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't get into college. He didn't know what he was going to do with his life. 
um, we've taken an entire season and we've gotten him to the point where now he's kind of realizing his potential and realizing that he actually is worth something and that he can succeed. And so like that has been a really great transformation to watch happen. Yeah, this has really in a lot of ways been Eric's season where he you see like a season long arc for him between like the very beginning when he's sitting on the couch eating cereal, feeling that he has no future to like now being like, I'm better than Beach State. Like I can do better than Beach State. Yeah. I can go to Pembroke University with my brother and all my other friends from home. Yes. And we find out that Eric never went to his Pembroke interview. Um, because oh, he skipped his interview. That's such a bad move. He did. He skipped his interview. He said Beach State is a sure thing, which we talked about a sure thing before because I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Was it on Dawson's Creek um, that we had a conversation about the sure thing, that movie that I absolutely love um that you definitely need to see um yeah there's there's something to be said about like someone who's afraid to try because they're afraid to fail Mm -hmm. and that is that is Eric he's afraid to try and go for something he wants because he's afraid he's gonna fail at it and that that's so real for many of us I think and so I appreciate that like as silly as this episode was and it was very silly um like there is a little nugget in there that is like a little morsel of a moral of the story that we do love that this show if you, has. If you dig really deep into the beach yes. state sand, you can find it. <laughs> it really it's a very, very, very deep hole. You need um, a big shovel. <laughs> yes. You can find it. Um but yeah, like uh and we I think that that's all it takes is getting getting recentered for Corey, I think, right? Getting the reality smacked in the face of like Eric being the one to impart this wisdom on Corey and him saying to to Mary Beth like I love my girlfriend let's go you know we gotta leave like I'm not staying here with you yeah yeah um which is good he needs to get out who cares if you see Mrs. Bluthman it's time to go yeah exactly um so now we see Eric with um well you forgot what happens with Sean he goes to he climbs up a ladder to Mary Beth's room with her TV. Oh yeah. She takes the TV, knocks him off the ladder. He could have died, Mary Beth. That is dangerous, Mary she's Beth. She's cold-hearted. Mary Beth is a psycho. You know what? She's an ice whore. She's an ice whore. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a Dawson's Creek reference that we've made a few times. It's going to know, but it's very funny. Yeah. Basically what happened was the line was am I a a disgusting eyesore and Jess heard am I a disgusting ice whore yeah that's very different that's kind of like the Red Bull the Red Bull Bread Bull story yes of my engagement yes um (laughs) so we get a new character uh, who we're going to see a lot, Dean Bolander, yes. uh, played by Bonnie Bartlett. Um, so this is exciting. She's the bean, the bean of Pembroke University. The bean. We love a bean. <laughs> the bean. Um, are you going to call uh, the dean from Community the bean now? <laughs> no, because Josh will have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Eric is begging to have his interview and the dean is like, look, no, (laughs) like you missed it. Like you missed it. Yeah. It's just like it is what it is. Like you didn't even call them to tell them he wasn't coming. You were a no, a no call, no show. Always a bad thing. Uh, Yeah. So um, and so he's begging her and he's like, look, I was scared. Um, and it's not an excuse. It's just how I felt. I'm still scared now, but not getting to college has determined who I am for way too long. And I just want to make sure I go to the right school. She's like, what makes you think that um, Pembroke is the right university for you? And he said, I need Pembroke. I've heard that I've had potential all my life and that I'm capable of so much more. And I used to didn't I used to not think that was true. But now I do. And I want to make sure that um, I go here and to see what my potential is. Um, Because some schools like Beach State won't test that. And she's like, you had your chance, Eric. 
Mm-hmm. And he says, no, Pembroke is my chance. You're supposed to accept people that want to learn and study and grow. And if you don't, then the school isn't living up to its potential. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, that was I guess that was your interview. You know, like, <laughs> all right, yeah. then. All um, right. Great interview. Great yeah. interview. I also love how he got like a uh, an interview with the bean. Like he actually like yeah. was able to see her. Um, not just like excuse her me I'm here to visit yes. and I demand you see me now yes I need to see the bean um and so then we get um yes so then uh we're back at the Matthews residence and we get the conversation between Topanga and Corey and we find out that Topanga was worried about being with Corey overnight not because about what he might try to do but she was worried that she wouldn't be able to basically restrain herself (laughs) um that she was worried what she would do alone with him she says she's not ready yet and she knows she's not ready yet so she didn't want to put herself in the position to do something that she would regret later basically a very mature decision by Topanga handled immaturely I would say I think like you could have avoided this entire situation if you had had a conversation with Corey and just said I don't think we're there yet and I think it's better if I stay home and knowing Corey like he would have maybe been upset but like he would have understood and you would have avoided the whole conflict Corey would have understood of course he would have but they're teenagers and they can't talk and and, and yes it's I mean I don't expect so much from them they're so young but it's just it stinks because of course like I feel like if they just communicated then they would have been in a better spot um also Topanga calls Corey a sexy boy yeah he's very proud of that wow stunning I can't wait to tell Sean (laughs) that I'm a sexy boy and here, he, okay, so like here's like the good part of the episode. Yep. Um, we get the a letter one, from the Pembroke. The, <laughs> yeah, the one. Here's the good part. We get a letter from Pembroke. Um, Eric is too afraid to open it, so mm-hmm. Corey decides to. He does a little fake out. But guess what? Oh, yeah, and Feeney's there, of course. Like, everybody's there. there. Like, the entire Boy Meets World cast is there. Also, I love the fact that, like, Feeney knows Dean Bolander and is like, she's a tough cookie. She's been after me for years. And um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Feeney and the Dean become very close in the future. Mm -hmm. And then, um, essentially, we do a little fake out, but... Eric got into college. He's going to go to Pembroke University. Everybody claps. Everybody hugs. Happy, happy. Um, A season-long arc comes to the end, and Eric gets into college. And the Feeny hug was so cute. When I, I love that moment between Feeny and Eric where Feeny congratulates him because I get the feeling that, like, these are the moments Feeney lives for. Like, mm-hmm. seeing a, a kid who doesn't necessarily believe in himself all that much turn things around and make it happen and work hard. Like, this was not an easy thing for Eric, right? Like, he's no. worked hard over the past year and he had a lot of... In order to get to this place, he had to make a lot of certain decisions, right? And mm-hmm. choose the right path or the harder yeah. path. Yeah, he was in the real world for a moment. Like, he had multiple jobs. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, MTV's The Real World. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. Eric what? was in the real world. Yeah, no, no, no. Seven like, strangers. He, he worked. He studied. Like, he yeah. had moments where he was really down on himself. And there was moments where, like... He was really, really struggling, but we see him, like, keep pushing and pushing himself and Feeney supporting him where he needs to. I guess he retook the – he did retake the SATs. He scored better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see, like, probably, like, the best Eric uh, that we're probably ever going to see in season four – um, I don't know if, like, we think season three Eric was better, but I don't think we're going to get, like – Better an Eric, Eric a better Eric than season four Eric. Probably not. I think this is pro- we've probably plateaued at a certain point, and then we're gonna fall off the deep end. But like, I appreciate if for nothing else because I don't think this finale has a lot to offer. I'll be honest. Like, I think it doesn't really make sense as a finale. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I also, I think, like, the, the whole thing with the Topanga Quarry thing, we knew that was going to be over in a heartbeat. Like, there was no serious concern that they would break up. Um, the beach state thing is kind of silly. Um, but I can appreciate that we've gotten to this place with Eric, specifically. And mm-hmm. I think it's worth it for that moment alone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it is very exciting. Like, I think... I think you're right. Like, this is more of an Eric season, right? Like, I think the show is focusing in on him for the final moment of the season. And that's a big deal. And we started off the season with Eric. With, with Eric. And so I think, like, maybe this is the Eric season of Boy Meets mm-hmm. World. Um, and, yeah, as much as this episode disappointed me, I think that moment is makes it worth it. You know, it's yeah. a great moment between yeah. uh, between Eric and Feeney. Absolutely. Corey, trash. Corey. Corey he's is trash. trash. He's trash. He's trash. Yeah, yeah, like Corey hasn't had a good season until like the since the like the first season. I know. I'm gonna listen to. Obviously, next week we'll go get into our season wrap up for season four. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. go back and listen to our season three wrap up and kind of feel out where I was back then, just to bring in all of that energy to to the season four wrap up. But yeah, yeah I'm. I feel like I was feeling very hopeful at the start of season four, but I ended up not liking it as much as I thought I might. Yeah, there were a ton of really great season four episodes. And then there were trash, just trash. Yeah, And I think that's I think it's not as consistent of a season as some of the other ones are. And that's where we'll. But I didn't remember it. Like in the beginning of the season, we were like, this is the best season of all time. Yeah. Boy Meets World. But you know what? There's always season five. So maybe season five will be the best season ever of Boy Meets World. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Only time will tell. Is that right? Um, but before we can get into all of the end of season four shenanigans, wrap ups, all of that, first we have to finish out the season with another fashion award, another fashion hour, um, because we need to be able to add these into our totals. So are you ready to go over the fashion of the hour? Absolutely. So the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit, I have two nominations this week um my first nomination is Topanga she is wearing like a little structured floral dress and um it is white with like little green like floral flowers yellow flowers and it's like very like nighty silhouette where there's like literally not that much shape to it at all um and only somebody with like an amazing body could pull something like this off but she has her hair like clipped to one side with a barrette um the dress is pretty simple it's classic but it's just like such a 90s silhouette yeah it's a very like girl next door in a 90s movie outfit um like if she threw a cardigan on like she'd be good to go you know oh Um, yeah totally yeah i love this outfit i think it's a very like sweet demure outfit um i think they like to do this with topanga a lot like we're kind of out of the like business suit topanga and oh thank you Goodness, those were dark times. They were dark they? times. We're now in Girl Next Door, Topanga. Um, yeah, I, I like this outfit. I think it's very cute. I think that they they lean on, especially for this scene, I think it makes sense to put her in something a little bit more demure, a little bit more chaste, if you will, um, because of the whole situation. Um, but I, I really like this. I like the pattern on her. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, she's beautiful. She looked great in anything, but I think it's a, it's a very cute outfit for her. Yeah. Um, my next nomination is Mary Beth. Mary Beth has like kind of like a long pixie cut. Um, kind of like a Monica Geller hairstyle. <sighs> yeah, it's the accidental Monica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she's wearing like a high collared sleeveless shirt with stripes. Um I forget what like it's like kind of like a razorback shirt maybe but it's like definitely cropped she's wearing like high-waisted black pants she's wearing like a very structured um tote bag I guess this kind of does remind me of like early Monica Geller it it very it very much gives me Monica Geller vibes like she has the same body shape and body type as Monica Geller as well like very petite slender um and she's wearing like very like um 
like street corners you know what I mean like it yes the outfit yeah. fits her personality and that it's very rigid and structured yes um, and yeah like this I think everything about this screams Monica Geller to me um especially the hairstyle like girl you're a college student like calm down you don't need to have this hairstyle <laughs> I wonder if college girls actually did have this hairstyle in the 90s Can I don't I- know I think she looks like she's trying to be like 27 yeah, I mean, she probably is or 27. 40. Yeah. Um, and my last nomination is Eric. And this is the outfit that Eric wears to meet the bean of Pembroke. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like a sagey green big shirt, this like tie that I don't even know. It's a big tie. It's just such a 90s outfit. White khakis, <sighs> brown loafers like this. His hair is super long. Like this is just like such like a 90s ensemble for menswear. Truly is like this. It's so baggy and mm-hmm. it's so like oversized. The The mm-hmm. tie is massive and is a hideous pattern. This, like, and I don't mean to be rude to, like, 90s men. It's, like, the yeah. pants are pleated. It's just, it's, like, you could bring it down two sizes on everything he's wearing. Yeah. Is the this tie, Alan's the outfit? Um, you know what, this, I feel like this is Eric's because I feel like he's worn something similar to, um, mm. to, like, the news station when he was working there. Uh, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I frankly don't like this outfit. I think it's hideous, but I think you're, like, spot on to put it in the 90s like it belongs in the 90s category I just think it's ugly yeah um, but it's just terrible it is just terrible um so many options here like Mary Beth is certainly a contender but I like so much hate her that I don't want to give her the point um but I think overall I think I'm gonna give it to Topanga because I think this is a very sweet 90s next uh, girl next door outfit and I also mm-hmm. really like it so it kind of gets the nudge from me there yes as well. yes yes lovely outfit Topanga um, our next award is the Paul Rudd Certificate of um, Timeless Fashion. Uh, something along those lines. I always miss the Paul Rudd Timelessness. <laughs> the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. Yes. Um, guess what, Jessica? We have a resurgence <laughs> of the Feeny gardening smock. We love a gardening. This has been like an outfit since the first season. We love Feeney's consistency. It's the same outfit, and that's why it's timeless. He's wearing Mm -hmm. a polo shirt with a collar out over his gardening smock, some blue jeans, some white sneaks, his gardening gloves. Don't you love a Feeney gardening smock? You know I do. This is Feeney in his natural habitat. This is Feeney (laughs) loving his life, doing what he does best besides teaching, which is gardening. He is in his element. And I freaking love his gardening smock. I'm here for it. Yes. uh, It's nice to see Feeney back at the gardening. gardening. You know it's like the uh, the spring, summer season and Feeney's out gardening again. So he's just going back to his his favorite things in life. Um, my next nomination is Dean Bolander. And I felt like this was just like a very like grandma outfit. She's wearing like this lovely um, camel cardigan that looks just like very like put together and neat. And then underneath she's wearing this like collared shirt with like a brooch in the middle and some like grandma pants um not timeless for like a 20 year old but i feel like a, a t- it's timeless for elder fashion i suppose i just think this like she has it going on like we know she has a rock and bod we know she's gonna get it with feeny like I feel like she should be flaunting it a bit more. Okay. Girl, this these are mom pants if I've ever seen mom pants. Those pants go up to like her under boob. Like this is too much. They are very high. That's true. I feel like you could like bring the pants down a smidge and take off the the cardigan, girl. You don't need it. (laughs) I like the cardigan. No, I like I I do like the cardigan. I just think it's maybe it's a bit too long for me if the issue. Oh, it is a very it's a very but it might be an illusion. It might be like no, it's It's above her knee. It's It's long. Yeah. All right. All right. Regardless, I like I'm very excited for this character. I just yeah, I wish she would like let it all hang out a little bit more. Um, and here's the thing. We all know I'm biased and 
when we see a Feeny smock, I have <laughs> to give it to Feeny. I love the Feeny smock. It is timeless we for Feeny. We love to see it. So Feeny's going to get my point. We love a Feeny gardening smock. Congratulations to Feeny and to Topanga for winning our last fashion award of the season. Of course, next week at our wrap up, mm-hmm. you'll be able to um, know who our winner for the fashion awards this season are. We do every season. We announce who the winners are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Topanga is always making a kill so we'll see if she's the we'll she maintains queen. that lead yeah so aside from that um once again next week will be our season for wrap up then we're going to take a break a week off and then we'll be back with season five episode one yes yeah we're so we'll go through MVPs, LVPs for season, for the season like episodes, character arcs, character arcs. Yeah, we'll talk through it all. We'll talk through it Favorite all. Favorite episodes. Week. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we will be back with that next week. Um. And then of course, as always, we're covering Dawson's Creek. So go give that a listen. And we have like a million bonus podcasts this month. Um. Mm-hmm. We covered the first episode and a little bit of the second episode of And Just Like That, the Sex and the City reboot. Um. We did the Santa Claus with JD. Most recently, we talked Home Alone with Chappelle. Um, and then coming out on Christmas Day, so just a couple days from now, um, you'll be able to hear our thoughts on all of the Friends Christmas episodes. So go check that out as well. Um, and that will wrap up our December content. It's been it's been a month of podcasts, let me tell you, friends. We've been busy. We have been busy. Very um, busy, but it's been a great month. It has been. But if you want to yes. send in any feedback you have for season five as a or yeah, season season four as a whole, um, send it in shit90spod at gmail.com, at shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, shit90spod.com if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to wish all of you a happy holiday, um, a happy new year. Thank you for being with us um, for the year 2021. We'll see before the year ends, though. So. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll have one more out. Yeah, we'll be yeah, able to wrap things yeah. up more formally. But yeah, yeah, have a happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank you all for listening so much. We'll be back next week with our wrap up of season four of Boy Meets World. So we will talk to you all next time. Just ask. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.